When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to an episode of Horror Movie Night. Make sure that you swing by our Patreon account after you're done listening to this episode and see if you want to give us some money. Why not? Come on. Patreon.com backslash HMN podcast. And now let's talk about a zombie movie. Yay. is 1993 and the United States government is performing tests for some reason I'm not sure, something about exoskeletons and then the bitchy mom from the OC gets into the most gentle motorcycle accident ever and needs to be brought back to life to eat minorities this week Adam, Scott and Matt are exploring (laughs) Return of the Living Dead Part 3 so grab your paralyzer gun and snack because it's horror movie night stumbled over a few words but that's par for the course so not not your worst, absolutely not your worst. But um, I, I do have to laugh that you're right. She eats a lot of minority dudes in this movie. <laughs> so, Scott, this was uh, this was one yes. of your picks. I have uh, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. I have one note. One. I got so sucked into this movie when I was watching it that like. Midway through, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, I completely forgot <laughs> to write things Did down. You really? Yeah, I was. I couldn't really get behind the premise of this movie <laughs> once I realized like what was going to happen and what was going on. I don't know. Wait, is this is this your first time watching this movie? I Adam? had vague memories of it from uh, from the video store era and watching it way back when. And I think I specifically chose to rent it way back then because I was like, oh, hot zombie chick. All right, I'm into that. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really remember what the whole, like, much about it. Not the premise, not anything, really. And once I realized it was, like, zombie love story, <laughs> I wasn't really all that into it. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I had rented this way back when in the video store days but i always hated this like i i loved the first two return living dead movies and i was really disappointed by this one so i never really made it a mission to see it again 
but this just got put out on Blu-ray maybe two months ago. So when Scott picked it, I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll drop the $8 for the Blu-ray. And I dropped the 8 bucks. That's pretty cheap for a Blu-ray. Nice. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is way better. Like, I, I finally got why people gave this such a high star rating back in the back in the day because that was always my confusion was this was always ranked as good as uh the original and i was like no nah, i had oh way, hell no and i was like nah, i had way more fun watching part two than i had watching part three but uh i like this it's it's its own unique movie i don't know how many times i'll revisit it but i'll certainly revisit it more than i than i previously would have um kind of reminds me of the way i felt with frankenhooker in a weird way like frankenhooker was another one of those movies that i saw once and was like well that was underwhelming and then when we reviewed it for the podcast i was like wow this movie's a lot better than i remember it being uh that's how i felt with this one um but i got so sucked into how much better this movie was than i remembered that i literally just wrote down one note that takes place in the middle of the movie when they're in like a 7-eleven like convenience store and it just says this gang would be better if Danny Trejo was the leader. <laughs> <laughs> Santos, that's your, that's your one and only note. Great, great stuff. Good job, Matt. I'm so glad that you're the main host of this podcast. They don't come uh, here for me, Scott. They come here for you too. No, I, they come here for Adam. We really just support his jokes. We just set him up for his his fucking alley oops. They definitely don't um, come here for my opinions on Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> God, someone's so salty. Um, <laughs> Let's cater to that guy. All right, so this movie's from 1993. <laughs> Charlotte Cohen in it. She was also the bitchy alcoholic mom. I think she was Marissa's mom in the OC. Um, How do you even know that she was in the OC? That's what because I, I watched every season of the OC. <laughs> God damn it, Adam! You have such bad taste in television. It's incredible. <laughs> okay, so Adam, yeah, Adam, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I also watched a lot of views. <laughs> it was right around the time when I would fall for that kind of shit yeah. and get but, roped into like, yeah. oh, pretty girls. I guess I'll watch this. See, my oh, roommate... it's actually just like a fucking Days of Our Lives soap opera <laughs> bullshit. Oh, I didn't realize. My roommate got really That's sucked cool. into it, and we used to watch it because he's like, Adam Brody's awesome on this show. Is yeah, the OC it... the one that was like um, fake reality TV? No. No. This was like a soap opera. The, you're thinking of The Hills? Yes, okay. Thanks. Or Laguna Beach, one of those two. There was a Jesus lot of Christ. them. I... <laughs> Welcome to 90s television movie night. We're stealing another oh Geekscape podcast gimmick. <laughs> Once again, we're a terrible podcast, guys. We love Kane Hodder. Um, <laughs> uh, this, this movie would have been better if the female zombie that had her tits out was played by Kane Hodder. Um, I, don't think, had I don't think you can get. I don't think you can get much <laughs> Kane Hodder than the girl that was in this. You know what I'm ah! saying? Yeah. <laughs> Kane Hunter has bigger titties than the girl that was in. Shit, no, that's not. I'm not. No, I'm doing it wrong. Shit. Um, <laughs> no, so, so Return of the Living Dead. Um, I like that this is kind of its own thing, but it still lives within the world that was established in the original Return of the Living Dead. So we're, Which also harkens back to Night of the Living Dead, because when they're having that little exposition scene before they uh, reanimate the first corpse, that um, son of the research director or whatever um 
and his girlfriend sneak in to watch because that makes sense. They before they do that, they have a little exposition where they say like, "Oh, this is the we used it." Let me here's my trioxin, the choice weapon in the war against marijuana. Yeah, that was originally the plan was to uh, somehow destroy weed by, I guess it was supposed to be like a pesticide. I don't know. I so but, it is it is a uh, it is quite ironic that. Um, you know the the thing that you're building to to stop marijuana so that teens don't become brain dead zombies, uh, literally uh, turns them uh, into brain dead zombies. God damn it, Kelly! You stole my fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, favorite Matt because it's never gonna happen. <laughs> oh my hands! My hand is up in the air like I'm John Bender walking across the football field. Yeah, weird, weird, open, like, why do these kids, in any other movie, somebody would be like, this is terrible, we have to tell somebody, but these, like, motorcycle riding punk rock kids are just like, that's pretty cool, what they did there, those no, three. No, no, no. no, just Julie, uh, just the girl, um, is, is the one who's, like, kind of morbid and fascinated with the fact that, because, like, they're about, they, it's like they get done banging, so they go and see it. Uh, see how this shit happen, and then immediately go back to his high school bedroom to fuck. Um, you know, you know, that makes sense. And she's like, immediately, as soon as he rolls off of her, she doesn't even clean up. She's like laying there in their goo, and she's like, oh my god, what are they doing with those zombies? <laughs> <laughs> Into it. <laughs> I don't know, but, yeah, I... I don't know why this isn't Adam's favorite movie because pretty much that girl is your dream girl. If she are, had... those, are those her real boobs at the end of the movie? I don't know if those are her real boobs or like fake plastic boobs that they suck a bunch of like shit into. I don't know. What I, were they real? I don't know. Maybe you should ask Santos before you got decap half decapitated. He's like, oh, you, I like it. I'm into it. It's, okay, first of all, that gang is half Mexican or half Hispanic and half like. Laotian or something like that. The girl and one of the dudes, the guy in the flower shirt, are absolutely not Hispanic. They are, and so I'm like, why are they a, a Hispanic gang? They talk because like they have to use a bunch of Hispanic um, like essay and like all this all this slang, like this Hispanic slang, like what a gang, a Hispanic gang would sound like. But the, only half of them are actually legitimately Hispanic, and I'm like. Man, this maybe the early '90s were different with casting, but they would have been fucking crucified on Tumblr in in modern day if they had done that. Oh, no, yeah. I think I think it's it's true to life. I think after the L.A. riots, every gang was like, "Yo, we need to get us some rooftop Koreans." Them motherfuckers <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> like every gang wanted one. They were the bell of the ball back then. <laughs> I love how the Canadian has more American jokes than the Americans do. It's you know what? That's why we keep them around. <laughs> I also think it's because he's got the best-sounding voice of all of us. That's I mean, not true. That's not true. Matt Kelly has a radio voice. I have... And he's got like, a face radio, too. Ow! <laughs> what I'm have I done that to you? Review. That's how I'm doing it. It's happening. Oh, no. I feel... Can you guys tell I'm fucking salty about that iTunes review? <laughs> Way saltier than me, which is ironic. Uh, it's whatever. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. So, whatever. They go and they see what's happening with the zombie. I am having a very hard time understanding 
what the fucking government plan even is to do with these things. They're bringing them back to life and then putting them in exoskeletons. Hey, remember when we watched that movie, The Revenant? I think that that was still Reddit Horror Club, right? I think so, yeah. It's the same idea, except it was done, you know, like 15 years earlier in this movie. Um, Or 93, 2003. Okay, maybe it was 12 years later that they were like, Herder, let's make the same fucking movie a second time and call it The Revenant. I hated that movie. Who? That was like a friend of ours that picked that. And I was canon. No, it wasn't canon, was it? Yeah. Fuck you, canon. God damn it. (laughs) What's the point of the exoskeleton? Why are we not just doing it how every other movie that has done this same premise? By the way, <clears throat> Puppet Master 3, 2, Lawn's Revenge. Um, <laughs> like, I, I thought they're supposed to just be, like, meat shields, like, infinite supply of infantry where you just throw the, like, but now you're spending millions of dollars to put them in an exoskeleton? Why? Why what's the purpose of the exoskeleton? Uh, okay, so did you look at those exoskeletons? They do not... Dollars to make. <laughs> they made it as a fucking PVC piping. <laughs> yeah, they're like, man, we just went to Detroit and we found all these houses that are dilapidated and foreclosed upon, and we just took all the piping out of them, well, and we're going to use them for our uh, zombies. Yeah, first of all, we scrapped the copper because that is worth money. <laughs> yeah. that. Um, and then we took whatever shitty piping was around. I still don't get it, but um, anyway, so we we. Uh, also see that they have like this crazy paralyzing gun that has to like beep 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 to fucking to, like to start up or I guess they're using compressed air or something to shoot these I don't fucking know it's like a blow dart gun almost and yeah but I, they don't need those do they even need those when they're like running after so that's some internal consistency that's not there in the second half of the movie because when they're running after the guy, whatever his name is, and the gir- the zombie girl, um, they I feel like they don't they have those guns, but they're like a a mobile version that they somehow concocted within like a, a, a six hour span of time so that they would be able to not have to like hook them up to that compressed air. I think it's supposed to be some sort of um, Sub Zero liquid that shoots them out. I, who knows? Yeah, it was like. Uh... Shit, I, I can't even remember the name for it. When you put like a rose in it, and then you pull the rose out, and you can hit it with a hammer. And, right. Like, shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, shit. Yeah. Whatever. We're just gonna sound like stupid idiots when we. <laughs> yeah, we sound so <laughs> retarded right now. Someone <laughs> help me. What? This is another. Fuck. This is another case where we're putting more time into trying to figure this out than anybody on the production of this movie bothered to. That's almost every single week for us. Just want to <laughs> say that. Um. So in any case, we're we're missing a couple things about the main character. First of all, she would have been awesome as a Harley Quinn um, back in like the early '90s if they would have done a Batman movie with Harley Quinn and the Joker. I feel like she would have been a really good one because she's a great actress and she also has the face for it and she has red hair. Uh, I agree with that. But also, she is awesome as. Um, She's the head prostitute in this whorehouse that the characters in Firefly go to in the episode Heart of Gold. I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but it's a very good episode. I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't watched it, but um, it's it's probably the best. It's probably my favorite episode of Firefly, or second favorite, actually. I picked this movie because I remember it being like 
in the facility are nightmarish as fuck. Like, they really, really upset me the first time I saw them because it just feels like you, know, you can't get away. And, and these zombies look great, by the way. Like, all the zombies look fantastic in this movie. This was, I don't know if it was, um, I don't, I think that it was at least produced by Brian Yesna, but I don't know if it was also directed by him. Matt, can you confirm or deny? Uh, this was Brian Yesna, and he said that the reason that he was excited to do this movie was that the previous film that he had made, uh, Bride of Reanimator, he believed that the titular Bride of Reanimator character did not have enough screen time, so he wanted to make a movie in which the main female monster has plenty of screen time. Which explains why I picked this, because when we did that commentary track on Bride of Reanimator, you mentioned that the movie he did after Bride of Reanimator was Return of the Living Dead Part 3, and I was like, oh shit, I haven't thought about that movie in forever, and I had fond memories of it, Um, and that's why I picked this. Uh, I will say, though, that this movie is really annoying at times, because of the internal dynamic between the guy and the zombie girl, but it's not bad. I realized why it annoys me, because it was actually pretty well written, if you think about them as teenagers, because they're arguing over the dumbest shit, making the worst decisions possible at every turn. And she ke- and it's, it's, it's an allegory for going to college. The girl's like, just let me die. And he's like, no, I won't let our relationship die, even though the world is saying... Let it be over. So there you go. That's the depth for this episode. We can now make boob jokes because that's what we're better at. Man, those boobs were hot. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they were or not. Were they even real boobs? I have no idea. Thing, Adam, did you miss the part where she's completely topless when after they're done having sex? Okay, no. That I get. That, those are real tips. I, I mean, at least I hope so. Um but uh, later on, at the end, when they're in a sewer, which yeah, I what is this trope about homeless people having like crazy, fucking <laughs> awesome like in you know how much I I would pay for that apartment that looks dope. Smell <laughs> <laughs> like shit though. Um yeah no it wouldn't smell too good. Um, <laughs> but also got, oh I was gonna say if you still smoke cigarettes you wouldn't your your sense of smell would suck so you wouldn't even know but now you vape. So you would smell. We but get you it. You vape. We had we had a uh, for anybody listening. A couple weeks ago, by the time this comes out, we had a uh, video conference with Stephen, uh, the guy who's working on our website. It should be done by by the time this comes out. He's uh, an awesome dude, very handsome, and so that was the best part about having the second best part about having it be a video conference Skype call. The best part was Adam comes on. And he sits down and immediately looks like a dragon, just fucking vaping his entire bed. <laughs> Upside down Incredible. on the camera. <laughs> I can't fix it. I can't figure it out. Shut up. So what you're saying is that when we, in a couple of weeks, decide to uh, do this Twitter takedown, and if we follow through with the plan to do a Twitch stream for 12 hours, you're going to be upside down vaping while talking about these movies. <laughs> Correct. (laughs) Visiting Australia. Yeah, uh, Canada is part of the Commonwealth. I think that all all lines up. Oh my god! All right, so so we haven't even gotten through. Let me let me just burn through the 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 storyline of this movie. So, guy and girl 
are madly in love. Guy and girl go for no apparent reason watch Guy's dad in a military. Somehow they're allowed in this military facility multiple times. I don't know why. Uh, they're at least allowed through the door, like the MP at the at the at the gate, just like waves them on every time. It's, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, um, they go see zombies being reanimated and eat people. They home. Fuck. They then the dad comes home and is like, we're getting reassigned to Seattle. And I can't believe this grunge dude isn't like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah, scene like, of this is history. the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> like, Hi, Julie. Yeah. I'll find a new girlfriend. Um, anyway, I'm going to so go fuck like, someone from seven year bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or L seven. Um, in any case, so they, he, he's like, I hate you, dad. You're the worst. Uh, and just acts, overacts the shit out of it. He's like, we're in love. We're going to run away. So he just hops on his motorcycle. His dad's like, wait, no, don't go. <laughs> you know? And and then they they are like, going to drive to California or something. They have no jobs, no money, no food, nothing. And then she decides that she wants to give him a motorcycle hand job. Bad idea, uh, number two of the of the movie. So she's about to jerk him off, and instead he kills her. Or it's all her own fucking fault, really. Uh, and so that they go back to the facility, and she's like hugging him like weekend at Bernie's on the back of the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, pretty fucking silly. And then they they uh, he like gets in a, 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 the room and puts on the all the apparatus so he doesn't get uh, exposed to the trioxin and somehow pops open the one of the trioxin barrels reanimates her it looks pretty brutal as she's coming back to life and then zomb- awesome zombie number one uh, is this a Screaming Mad George movie? Did he do the special effects for this? Uh, I do not know I'll double check Okay I'll continue on with the story and then you pipe back in when you find out so he comes out and he's like melted to him so he's tarman too basically and he's, he looks awesome he's got like his his head is kind of melted into his arm and his shoulder and then he eats somebody and then like pulls his head away from the melted part and so he's like got this gooey skeleton skull it's amazing they run away they don't realize that she's going to become a flesh-eating zombie for some reason and she's like super hangry she's like so hangry she's like yelling at him she's like i don't know what i want and i'm like man i'm married i know exactly what she's going through just give her food and just <laughs> it's a real thing uh and then of course now we're introduced to the uh quote unquote hispanic gang led by uh kmart johnny trejo um Tre- johnny trejo danny. Danny. danny jesus christ i suck Anyway, so then they, like, kill the shopkeeper. She bites the guy. They run off. The cops come. They take the the um, Asian shopkeeper with them. Somehow, I think they're going to go to the hospital. And then as they're being chased and shot at by police, which makes no sense, uh, Julie eats the guy's brain. And she's like, oh, this is so good. This is the best food I've ever had. Um, and then... Uh, I guess he gets his head. Oh, he gets his head blown open, and then she's eating. She's like sucking the brains out of his head, 
And uh, yeah, then, he opens the back of the van when the cops are chasing him to just kind of be like, it's okay, it's fine. And then the cops shoot him in the fucking head. I'm like, oh my god, cops in the 90s, don't you? This is how you get rooftop Korean. <laughs> exactly. So they that guy, awesome, awesome, more head trauma in this movie than I had remembered. Um, and then they stop the van and the Asian guy that got his brains eaten is now reanimated and he looks amazing and he's like trying to attack the cop. I think he kills one of them and then uh, the other one is about to get eaten and then uh, the dude's dad comes when they have their their freeze guns, they freeze all the zombies and they're they're basically cleaning up the stupid asshole kid's mess, which is great because that kind of is a cool thing about this movie where – it's never about zombies overrunning things until the very end when they're the whole gang gets turned into zombies and they're trying they're coming after um, the trap or the Riverman, Julia, Julie, and then idiot boyfriend. Um, but I thought that was really cool that it's never that feeling like in the first two where things are getting out of control. It's always just about their relationship. And she's like, why won't you let me die? Which I think this movie is a little bit more depressing than I remembered and is definitely more depressing than most of the shit that we talk about on this podcast. Like when you watch it, you're like, damn, that's really sad. (laughs) Instead of just having like a laugh riot as you're watching people get killed. I agree. So um, if – oh, oh, oh. Um, The the girl – I want to say it's right before she jumps off the off into the water like that viaduct or whatever he's like look at you you're disgusting and i was like oh my god this is the most realistic high school relationship fight ever and then (laughs) and of course she's like i'm gonna kill myself and in parentheses again and so she tries fails and then um this is the point where i'm we're laying in bed megan and i are laying in bed and i'm trying to finish this movie before falling asleep last night uh and megan looks over and she's like this movie looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> like visually, it really fucking does look like shit. Um, like, which I just just the settings and like the the sets and stuff, especially the military base where just everything is spray painted orange and shit. Like it's not great. And the, all the rooms are super tiny because it was probably like the smallest soundstage that they could rent. And then they're like, oh, God, "I've got to get this all done in a day." So they spent all their money on the zombies. Uh, so, um, but we'll get there. Yeah, they put all the money into the mutilated trioxin zombies, and it's cool. I love it. But the mutilation scene when Julie realizes that she feels better if she rams, like, shards of glass into her skin, and it's, like, close up of really gory shit happening, um, that whole montage is the thing I remember most from this movie, and definitely why Brian Yuzna was like, okay... I'll do R-O-T-L-D-3 uh, because Brad Reanimator wasn't gory enough. Um, I love it. It's, it's great. It's very hard to watch. Um, and then everybody becomes a zombie. Um, they go back to the – and the dad, like, freezes all the zombies. They go back for the third time to the government facility because there is an incinerator there. And then – they somehow let out all of these. Oh, Riverman gets turned into the the zombie and the exoskeleton. That's the one, and he somehow helps them, which makes no sense. But then 
they go to the incinerator. Everybody in the pretty much everybody in the uh, government facility dies, and then they incinerate themselves together. The end. Yeah. So, real quick, uh, it was not Screaming Mad George. I'm actually not familiar with the special effects guy at all, uh, Steve Steve Johnson. Um, but one of the scientists uh, who is killed early on in the film by a test zombie is played by the director of Waxwork and Hellraiser 3. Wow! Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was my fun fact. Also, they shot this uh, next door... While they were making this movie, uh, they were filming Melrose Place next door. (laughs) (laughs) All all the horrifying screams from this were muted in the final Melrose Place soundscapes. Uh. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. So, that was uh, that was Return of the Living Dead Part 3. What did you guys watch this week? Uh, I'll go, go ahead. Yeah, go first, Scott. I'm going to wrap us up because I got something important here. Oh, I think I know what you got, and I'm excited. All oh, right, I look so at, I'm look. i seeing a time on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> bling, bling. All right, so uh, this movie, or this, this episode is coming out like a month at least after the release date for this movie, but uh, this Friday... Um, I watched The Void. It came out that day, and I watched it that night. Um, I was super excited to watch it on VOD. And um, I went in with low to moderate expectations of how it was going to be. And I still haven't completely formulated how I feel about it. The special effects were great. Um, It was a little dark overall. Like, the lighting wasn't great. And I think that that was kind of to hide some of the special effects and make them a little bit more intimidating than they may have been. Um, It was a very, it was like a better take on Event Horizon if Event Horizon was in a hospital. It's basically the exact same script. So, but, uh, sorry, this this is kind of a spoiler, but like the Sam Neill character is more interesting so there's that. I mean, that's that's the void. I mean, it was really good. I would highly recommend anybody watch it and support independent horror. Um, but I feel like the special effects far outweighed the story because they had the uh, they had a good storyline that had the ability to add some emotion, and I feel like they really didn't hit that at all. I feel like that was really weak compared to how good the um, how good it looked overall. Overall, so that that's my that's my real short, hopefully spoiler free review of the Void. But I would highly recommend anybody watch it. It's very fun. It's, um, it's pretty intense too. Uh, and I am going to just promote a podcast uh, for this one. I have something to talk about for the following episode. But uh, I just found out that there is a podcast 
that exists, it's only seven episodes deep, called Squadcast. And what it is, it's the actors who played Sean and Rudy in Monster Squad just hanging out. And it is delightful. (laughs) Um, The first episode is them just watching Stranger Things and pointing out all of the Monster Squad references in Stranger Things. I haven't listened to this. I haven't listened to the second episode, but it's called Ralph Cockblaccio. So I it's, <laughs> so, so it's essentially just them reminiscing about being like a non-famous child actor in the eighties, uh, and like the first like it, the first episode is delightful. They're talking about Stranger Things. They're explaining the reasons why they think Monster Squad totally bombed in the box office, uh, and it's just like two friends hanging out just reminiscing about the good old days uh definitely recommend checking out Squadcast with ryan and andre is the name of the show uh i'm only one episode in out of the seven so far because i just found it last night but i will uh probably finish all of those episodes before the day's end because they're all like 45 minutes long or so and adam nice uh, i'm looking at my watch i think i know what time it is yeah, you all, you guys both know what time it is, but it's not time for Flavor of Love. No! Oh, you're the worst! Uh, wait, is what? it? That's really a drag. Nope. Did, did <laughs> you <laughs> Damn it! You can guess it if you want. I, it's, you're never going to guess it. Uh, just really quick, though, can we find the actresses from the original movie and start our own second podcast called rape squad cast can we do it <laughs> please let's no, put the call in let's find those women um, squad. Our, squad our squad cast. yeah our squad cast uh so we were having a conversation earlier about those guns that seem to shoot a freezing agent to stop the uh stop the zombies did you watch batman uh, and robin I- no, I didn't. I just I figured out what the chemical name that we were looking for was. But here's my process for figuring that out. Um, dry. Here's here's how I how I googled it. Google dry ice. What is dry ice called? What killed Terminator? What killed Terminator one thousand? And I found the Terminator dot wikia page. Went through there, and here it is under Terminator T-1000 weaknesses, liquid nitrogen. Oh, that is so <laughs> dumb. I feel so fucking stupid not remembering what liquid nitrogen is called. But we did it, guys. We did it. Plus, you found that sweet Terminator wiki, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to be on here all the fucking time. <laughs> it's going to answer all your Terminator-related questions. <laughs> what killed Terminator? Man, Google, when I was like, what's dry ice called? It was pretty much just, it's called dry ice, bro. That's all, that's all it is. <laughs> Alright, so what did you watch? Um, oh, I was going to use that as my <laughs> Alright, well, that was Return of Living Dead Part 3, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> from from 1993, I want to, I want to yep. say, okay, right. cool. 
Uh, that was <laughs> that was picked by Scott. Uh, you guys can also send us suggestions at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. The next listener submitted month will be in September. So get those in good and early. And then in September, we will do a full month of just all of your suggestions. Um, well, well, four to five of your suggestions, depending on how many weeks end up in September. But you get the idea. Anyway, get those to us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, swing over to iTunes and give us a rate and review, um, except for... Except for certain people, they've they've already done that and fucked them. Uh, and Jesus Christ! <laughs> and uh, you can probably. Will, I mean, I hope he doesn't listen to us anymore now, so that he doesn't hear how upset you guys are. <laughs> no, uh, I I hope that guy is listening. Hey, guy, tell me who you are. I'm going full roof Korean on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can uh, go to our Facebook page, which is always hopping with great conversation. Uh, it really is the star of of the podcast, in my opinion, is our Facebook group. The Crown Jewel. The Crown Jewel. There's all other places that you guys can hang out with us and talk to us and listen to us. Uh, and, you know, other people are going to handle that for me. Yep, you guys can always find us on Twitter. Uh, the main page is at HMN Podcast. You can find Scott at Fack and Duke. You can find Matt at St. Mort. And you can find me at Life is Sublime. Uh, we also have our website up and running right now, I believe. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, here we go. Fingers crossed. Yep. Um, it should look beautiful. I've seen the designs. It looks fucking amazing. Thank you, Steven. You're the bomb. Uh, so you can find us there at, not at, uh, www.worldwideweb.hmnpodcast.com. We're also going to buy up a couple of the other domains that are similar in case anybody's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We got you guys. We know our audience. <laughs> we, we, we love uh, well, you, fam. Yeah, hashtag uh, HMN fam for life. Uh, and you can also listen to all of our episodes uh, on our website, hmnpodcast.com, once it's available, as well as on iTunes, as Matt mentioned, and soundcloud.com backslash horror movie night. Uh, I think that that's pretty much all. We've covered all of our bases. And we will see you guys next week. Ninety-one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to Ninety-One Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 